Stop giving your damn firstborn your house, your credit card, your sit number, this, that, that, your most prized possession for a humble, you know, 297 and say, take a girl, take it all. Because literally I say you have two options. You're either going to delight or overwhelm your people. And simplicity is key. And a great educator is clear, concise, and effective. I'm Natasha Zork, two-time founder and self-made millionaire. This podcast is home to female founders, creatives, and change makers. If you're aspiring to think bigger and earn bigger, then you're in the right place. Get ready to tune into some honest takes on this crazy journey we call entrepreneurship. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Tash Talks. I'm so excited today because not only do I have the, the gal for programs, curriculums, courses, you name it, to revamp and thrive within that. But she is my dear friend and client of mine at this time. She's in my private mentoring. And I think this is one of the most pressing topics for 2023 and beyond, 2024 and beyond. So I'm so excited to do a formal intro of Miss Biggs. And I'm going to let her take the floor and say hello to y'all. Yes, I am Vix Meldrew. I am an ex-primary school teacher. So I taught for about eight years in the classroom, did my teacher training degree. And then I actually left teaching back in 2018 to be a full-time hashtag content creator. I was a dating blogger, in fact, which (laughs) absolutely took off. I got featured in the UK in documentaries, magazines, radio, and it meant that I could leave teaching and become a full-time content creator. It wasn't long before I could not leave like the teaching stuff behind me. And I started teaching about content creation live in person. I started creating courses and digital products and that kind of took off. I then launched a membership called Grow and Glow back in 2019 and enrolled hundred members on its founding launch in 58 minutes. I'm still very proud of that record. And we scaled that membership to over 1200 members in 2020 and 2021. But the whole time I was having people in my community come to me and saying, Vix, your courses are amazing. Your membership's amazing. Like just getting these rave reviews about my teaching and my teaching style and things like that. And as my love for my membership started to dwindle, because it was all about Instagram and using Instagram to build your business, I felt this like burning passion to continue teaching people how to teach. And this coincided with two things that happened in my business life. One being I invested into a program that completely did not live up to expectations. What was sold on the sales page was not delivered behind the scenes. There was a whole revolt behind the scenes of the members of the course. And it made me think like how many of us as course creators and program hosts dread that happening. We want to know that we have the foundations in place and that our courses and programs are actually good and they actually deliver because there's so many people out there who've been burned by courses and are very cynical about them. So that happened. And at the same time, I got really badly trolled at the beginning of January 2021. Somebody who'd never joined my membership before did a whole Instagram live, like a whole Instagram campaign about how I was a fraud, how I was a scammer. How dare I charge people $27 a month to learn about Instagram? It's a scam. It's a scam. And I thought, wow, like as course creators and program hosts, this is what we're up against. We're up against the cynicism because so many people have been burned by bad courses and bad programs. And I I know for sure I am not one of them. I know my programs are good. I know my courses are good. But I was having these conversations with these course creators and program hosts who are like, I don't know if mine's good. Like, I'm not a teacher. I'm not qualified. I don't know if what I'm doing is good. Panic, panic, panic. And I thought, this is it. 
I can blend my experience in education. I can blend that with at this point, having taught over 5,000 people online in various courses, programs and memberships. It's now over 7,000, I think. And I can blend them together and help course creators and coaches teach better, make better courses, make better programs. So they have the receipts. They have the receipts to show, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm talking about. My course is the real deal. My program's the real deal. And here we are now. I think I've worked with over 300 course creators and coaches by this point, possibly nearly 400 now, to essentially make better courses and programs. And that's my whistle-stop tour of me. Yeah, mic drop, mic drop. I mean, like, round of applause because we need more of you. I mean, no, because hi, you're just laying the game as a whole and you're going to take over. Thank you. <laughs> it's just incredible, you know, what you do. And it is so, so, so needed in this space. So yeah, let's get into this episode. We're going to start off by unpacking some spicy details on kind of some gaps and tea. And, you know, how I like guest interviews is very flowy, fun, and just chatty. So I do have a few questions for you here, though, because I know people... So when you know, you know, with courses and programs, if say the structure of how it should be or should it be. And I just want to start off with a pipe and hot tea. And I want you to fill us in on kind of the three major gaps. Like I don't want to use the word X, but like, what are the things in the industry that you see and that the people listening would be like, oh, that's such a standard to have in our course mastermind group program you name it where that's like the end all be all where people think it's adding immense value but you know being the expert that hey actually that's hindering your students the success and just overall delivery of the education so do you have about three or maybe four I don't know whatever you feel like sharing kind of gaps that you see right now in the industry with the courses and programs Mm, yes oh such a good topic I'm going to hit you with a big one. And this is the biggest misconception I see when you amazing, incredible coaches, experts, you start putting your courses and programs together. And the first thing you think to do is that because you're lovely, you're generous, you have so much expertise, so much experience, you want to tell your people everything. You want to look at the thing that you are the most experienced in, the thing that you love to talk about, the thing that you love to teach. And you want to teach your clients how to do all of it. And the reason why this is a big problem is, is that our clients actually get so overwhelmed. Now, if we look at the kind of data in the course creation program world, it is a known fact that only about 2% of pre-recorded courses are ever completed. And about 20 to 40%, if you're lucky, of live programs get the client's results. And my ick number two is going to be about results. So I'll come to that. But the reason why our clients are finding it so hard to complete our courses and to complete our programs is that we're trying to do too much. So the way I kind of explain this in a kind of a bit of a metaphor, hopefully it's more easy to understand, is that you want to think of your kind of whole course as a person, a plane, like an airplane and a destination. So right now your person is at home, they're cozy, they're in bed. You know, I've got some biscuits next to me. Maybe they're chomping on a biscuit and they're thinking, oh, I can't wait for my holiday to Barbados. I can't wait to get there. I'm going to be sipping on cocktails. It's going to be sunny. My life is going to be incredible. Well, to get to Barbados, they need to take a plane, right? And what you teach in your course or program, that is the plane. So let's give another example. Say you're a business owner and you want to create five new client contracts next month. And you want to use email marketing to do that, right? 
you're at home, you're the client. The destination is those five new clients. And what's going to get you there is email marketing. Email marketing is the plane. But what we tend to do in our courses is chuck everything at our clients. So we want to teach them to get those five new clients. We want to teach them email marketing and Instagram and conversations in the DMs and many chat automations and this and this and this. But what we're doing to go back to that metaphor is we're telling them to get to Barbados. They have to fly, you know, I'm just outside London. They have to fly from London to France and then France to Amsterdam and then Amsterdam to Mexico and then Mexico to Egypt and then Egypt to Barbados. That's what we do when we put all of this stuff in our courses and programs is we make that result, we make that destination harder to get to. And that's why we see our people dropping off. We see them ghosting, you know, the coaching calls and the Slack channels. We see them, you know, dipping in and out of the portal, not really looking at the materials. And we see them, you know, not giving us the testimonials, not raving about our amazing courses and programs because we made it too blooming hard for them to do that. Right. So that's the first one is courses and programs 2024, 2023 and beyond. You have to stop overstuffing and over delivering. Even though you're a lovely, generous, kind person and you just want to give so much, you're doing yourself and your clients a disservice. I can't stress that enough. It's so funny. So, hey, this is why we're working together. But I physically tell, especially my NF6F curlies in my signature program, I tell them, I'm like, do not have the Oprah moment where you're like, one for you and one for you. I say, stop giving your damn firstborn, your house, your credit card, your SID number, this, that, that, your most prized possession for a humble, you know, 297 and say, take a girl, take it all. Because literally I say you have two options. You're either going to delight or overwhelm your people. And simplicity is key. And a great educator is clear, concise, and effective. And I always say I'm going to take that big red marker through your course, your program, and we're probably going to cut it more than in half and actually strategize to turn into like little upsells, downsells, tripwires. Use psychology to one, make more profit and to make a way more cohesive and flowy customer journey that is going to delight and not overwhelm. And so, and everyone bursts out laughing when I say, Miss Girl, am I going to go into that damn portal and see just like the longest list of everything and anything that you could ever teach and you mm. charge two ninety seven, and they're like, um, can I revoke access already? Because <laughs> it's people do that, and they think it's and where that is. Correct me if I'm wrong here, but the root of that is shame and also imposter syndrome because it's that lack of self and 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 you seeing the value within what you have to do. Mm-hmm. So you feel like you have to keep adding, 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 right? Hundred percent. And to add to that as well, there's people pleasing in there. We are we're all you know grown people pleasers. We want to keep everyone happy. We don't want people to be mad at us or sad at us. We got into this business to delight people, and we have been tricked into being told that more stuff equals more value. And I have another little metaphor that I use for this that always makes people chuckle. It's the chicken nugget analogy. We all love a chicken nugget, right? Our little chicken nuggies. So if you spend $5 on nine chicken nuggets and you eat the whole box, it is the best $5 you have ever spent. Crispy, delicious, dippy. Oh my gosh, right? You spend $5 on a box of 100 chicken nuggets, you're not going to finish them unless unless you, if you can, my hats are off to you. But if you don't finish them, it's the worst $5 you've ever spent. What a waste. All of those delicious, crispy, golden nuggets have to go in the bin. 
right? And what we're doing is we're making our courses the hundred box of chicken nuggets versus like what you said about the upsells and the tripwise and the other offers. Somebody comes and they spend $5 on your nine chicken nuggets and it's the best thing they've ever spent. Guess what they're going to do? They're going to want nine more chicken nuggets and then maybe a little burger and maybe some fries on the side. Like Mm -hmm. that's what we need to be doing. So we just need to have that mindset switch that more equals more value because 99.999% of the time, less is more. Always quality over quantity. And it's honestly taking a moment to pause and say, when you feel like adding more, 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 do this gut check now. This is your accountability piece. Do the gut check and say, oh, hold on one minute. Why do I feel, where is this internal feeling to continue to add more and more? Instead, can I analyze the foundational roots that I have right now, which are likely potentially even too much at this point, but is there a way to amplify that, optimize it, right? Refine it even a little better instead of just adding kind of fluff to your program, right? That's one of the biggest like gut checks you can do and and have a a moment of self-awareness. And then boom, you're an incredible educator at that point. And it just gets better and better. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And what you're saying there is linked to my kind of gap that I see, which is number two. This is another reason why we add so much to our programs. And that's often because we don't define a measurable result, a measurable outcome at the end of our programs. So what we tend to do is we go, I want to teach my people about X. So for example, I want to teach my people about an Instagram strategy. Well, there are a hundred million things you could teach in Instagram strategy, hashtags, carousels, captions, calls to action, da, da, da. And that's why we keep adding stuff, right? Because Instagram keeps changing. Let me add this to the strategy. Let me add that to the strategy. Let me add this. And it's never ending. But what do people actually do with a strategy? What can they actually achieve? What's it going to change for them? So if we go back to that like plane analogy, right? It's like getting into the plane and not knowing the destination. We know that we're going to go on holiday. We know we're going to travel somewhere. We know we're going to get on Instagram. It's going to take us somewhere, but where? When you can create a really measurable promise or result or outcome, whatever you want to call it, I mean the same thing, for your program, that helps you cut your curriculum to minuscule like I'm talking we we want under seven modules under 10 lessons like let's cut it down when we have a measurable result that we're working towards we can do that so let me give you an example rather than saying I want to teach my people everything about Instagram I want to teach an Instagram strategy if we turn it into I want my clients to create 30 days of reels and sign three new clients that's a really measurable outcome Then all we need to do is teach them what they need to do on Reels to sign clients. So that could be a many chat automation. That could be calls to action. That could be salesy content. We're not teaching them how to use, you know, carousels, what to say on stories, how to go live. They don't need that to convert three clients from Reels. They just need the real strategy to create those 30 pieces of content. And those 30 pieces of content will convert three clients. So that's a big thing that a lot of people miss is that they don't want to give a measurable result of their program. And then that means they're just chucking stuff in and hoping people will find their way. And again, what this is rooted in is we hate guaranteeing because we Mm. hate, oh, you're definitely going to get three clients. Like if you follow what I do, you're definitely going to get them. 
because we know our people are different. We know some people show up and do the work and some people don't. We know some people get it and some people don't. We know some people have the foundations already in place, which makes the result more achievable and some people don't. So we hate putting like a measurable outcome on our course or program because of that fear of like being held to it. But a promise isn't a guarantee. I love an analogy. Maybe I got it from you, Tash, but using these analogies, <laughs> think about it as like baking a lemon drizzle cake. I've been watching Great British Bake Off as well. So this is where this comes from. <laughs> when we say to our clients, I'm going to teach you how to make a lemon drizzle cake. If you follow my recipe, you will have a lemon drizzle cake. We can promise that. Because if they buy the ingredients, have the right equipment, put their ovens on the right settings, take the time, practice, follow the recipe to a T, they're going to have a lemon drizzle cake at the end of it. We can promise that. Now, if that person, you know how there's like this meme going around at the moment, how, um, you know, there's, I think it's like a Reddit account or there's like a, an account where people keep replying to food bloggers with substitutions they've made in their recipes and then been like, it hasn't worked out like this. Like one being like, there was like a carrot cake and this person was like, I didn't have any carrots, so I put kale in it and it tasted like shit. Well, of course, of course. <laughs> That's how I see it is the difference, right? If your clients want to start putting kale in their cake, they're not going to get the result. Is that your fault? Did you teach them to put the kale in it? No, you didn't. So I want you to put measurable promises and measurable outcomes to your course or program because it helps you when you're building curriculum. It helps your clients see Barbados is their destination. They can see exactly where they're getting to. They know they just need to get on the plane. You told them what gate the plane is at. You told them how to get on a plane. If they get on it, it's up to them. That's what I want to encourage you to do is put measurability around your course promise, around the result, and build the curriculum to only achieve that result. Don't start adding in, oh, I'm going to teach them this and this and that, because like we spoke about, it doesn't help, and it helps them get to that result at the end. Yeah. Yeah. And I think one of the biggest things here too, is what I'm getting from that, which I speak about so much with my clients is taking radical accountability as the business owner. But, you know, we often as the business owner say, okay, well, I want my clients to take radical accountability of their success. Right. And if you're, you know, you have a great contract, you would have that in there that your success and the results are not on me. I'm just giving you the tools and resources, but it's on you to execute. So if you want your clients to take radical accountability, you lead first. And how do you do that? Have a measurable goal. You set the tone of I'm taking accountability that I will get you there, but it's on you to follow along, like you said, to a T, right? And one of the biggest things, two things I'm getting here on a marketing front is one, when you have, and leaning into your first point as well, and second point, this now simplifies your marketing. So instead of having to market 25 modules that are mindset and then breath work and then psychology and strategy and then curriculum and all this you are clear and concise and you become memorable and I always say this every great marketer aims to be highly highly memorable that's the key to it and how do you do that you are repetitive and that's psychology and so when you simplify your curriculum it's the root of it you simplify your marketing and you maximize your results and you become memorable and so the same thing, if you have a measurable goal, instead of using the generic in one ear, out the other fluff marketing, you can have power statements that are what? Memorable. And it's a win-win. And so where oftentimes people look at the marketing or their messaging, right? That's what they, I get it all the time as a mentor. 
hey, I, I just need to work on my messaging. I just need to fix my marketing. I want to implore you to take a step back and say, actually, step one is what I'm actually offering. It's the curriculum. That's step one. Step two is the marketing and messaging. And then insert VIX, right? That's literally your bread and butter. Yeah, I'll let you hand off for number three as well here. Yeah. And just to before I get to number three, to go on to your point as well around marketing your course and why being so specific around not only what you teach in the curriculum, it's not a flex anymore when we go onto a sales page and we see that the curriculum has 48 modules because we're thinking, oh my God, that's going to take me like 10 weeks to get through. It's not a flex. When we can go onto a sales page and see that the curriculum has like four modules or there's like just 10 things I need to let, there's only 10 things I have to do to gain three new clients to achieve this. Oh my gosh, yes, let me start today, right? So simplifying it, that massively helps your marketing. But we also know that a social proof is a big part of marketing. And the difference your social proof has when you have a measurable outcome versus generic is everyone loves a screenshot of a testimonial rather than this program was great. I love you. You're fab. You start getting the testimonials that said, you helped me sign three new clients. This week, I signed three new clients. In the last 30 days, I signed three new clients. So when your buyers are sat there going, is this course going to help me? Because people have said it's fab and people have said the person's great. Like, how is that specifically going to help me? Versus when they see the social proof that says all of these people have all of these results. How big is that? Like for trust, for showing that you actually know what you're doing and to show that the program actually does get results. So yeah, that is that is a biggie. Okay, so number three is, and I see this a lot in my clients and you know, if you're listening, maybe you relate to this as well. And again, it all ties into curriculum. This is why I'm the curriculum girly, is that a gap that sometimes happens in your programs or you know, a misstep perhaps that you make is that you're hand-holding your clients too much. Huge, yeah, huge. <laughs> so you are feeling like you have to be in the Slack channel 24-7, even though you said it was only business hours, you're kind of like hyper-vigilant in the community. Like, are they saying anything? Are they asking questions? Do they need help? How can I da 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 So you have this like hyper-vigilance in your community on the coaching calls, they're coming and asking questions about stuff you've already taught. And then you have to take 15, 20 minutes of a coaching call to reteach something that you thought you've already taught. You get them reaching out into your DMs or into your inbox and being like, oh, I'm doing your course at the moment, but I'm stuck on this bit. Can you help me? And you feel like, oh, you know, I didn't say that they could reach me about this, you know, via DM, but oh my gosh, it's my course and they're struggling with it. I feel bad. Let me help them. Right. So I know that some of you listening to relate to that because I have a lot of clients that come to me that relate to that is that you have added a coaching element or a community element to your course or program. And now suddenly it's taken over your life. And now suddenly you're like, oh, I wish I just pre-recorded this course. I wish I didn't run this live. You know, my clients are burning me out. I, I thought, you know, by having a course or program, it was going to help me scale my energy from one to one. But now I'm just giving 20 people one-to-one feedback versus my one client that I had before. And then you start to resent it because like you said, they paid 297 and now I'm giving them like an hour of one-to-one coaching because they need so much bespoke support. All of that is a problem with your curriculum. You want your curriculum to replace you so that every question your clients have... Repeat that line. Repeat that line, Vix. You want your curriculum to replace you. If you want this... (laughs) Um, and now I'm not a passive income person. I, I like to say passive-ish. I don't believe courses and programs can ever be truly passive, but that we can get into that another time. But if you want a program to feel passive-ish, as in it's taking you one to four hours a month to manage, one to four hours a week to manage, you want to feel that you could hold 
a hundred people in the program and it's no skin off your nose. There's no more energy taken from you, no more time taken from you. Whether you have 10 people in or a hundred people in, your curriculum has to replace you. And what I mean by that is a couple of fold. One, we go back to that measurable result. We go back to that really robust curriculum design that you put in. You leave no stone unturned for them to get to the exact destination that they need to get to. So this comes with iterations and iterations and iterations, sure. You're never gonna have it 100% right on that first launch because it's in that first launch that you learn where the gaps are, where people get stuck, where people drop off, and you fill those gaps until that curriculum can replace you. And then secondly, what we need to do is we need to put really strong curriculum rules in around how people can access your support, what types of questions they can ask versus what they could Google, what type of support is available to them versus what's not. You need to put your boundaries in place as to when you redirect people back to the curriculum. You need to create like a really strict kind of like success criteria, which means for my client to have reached the promise, it needs to look like this, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and communicate it with your clients so that they can self-manage their way through the program. And you'll get to the place where essentially they're not asking for your support. They're just like, hey, can I show you what I've done? Hey, look at this. Like, I've nailed it. Can you celebrate me? That's what you want to be hearing from your clients versus I don't get this bit. Can you help me? I don't understand this bit. I'm stuck. Or worst of all, they just ghost. You know, they were they were in the program. They were loving life. And then they've ghosted you. And you felt like, oh, I need to get them back. I need to help them. I need to pour more in. No, that can all be solved with that really robust curriculum. Yes, I, that's so... And, you know, bringing it back to accountability, I always challenge my clients when, say, they have frustrations with clients or literally what you were saying is occurring. I say, okay. And sometimes it's, say, with client experience or onboarding or whatever it may be. I say, where can we beef up your communication and messaging? Where can we be better effective communicators and set the tone. And so say we have clients, right, coming in our DMs, asking those questions, we get frustrated. Naturally, you know, I really wish that they were coming in with better energy or I wish the results, you know, I've had clients get great results. Why is this not working? This is that gut check again, where I want you to apply what Vix has just said and say, hmm, where can I take the radical accountability? How can I beef up maybe my communication or instructions or set those clear goals, maybe in the welcomes or first module or before you start right in the start here section, whatever it may be, this is your time now to go analyze your course program or mastermind, whatever it may be, and say, is there a way that I can set them up for way more success and minimize questions and maximize the results? So that's just like a little piece of, if you want to say homework. And I actually want you to say one of your spicy takes here, which is going to lead into like briefly into a point number four here, because I know you've talked about this and I know people go bananas and either love it or hate it. But what is your point of view, Vix, when people just add a bunch of hot seat coaching or call times? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> your face. And you can see Vix's face. She's like, yeah, okay, I'm about to pop off. So yeah. do tell. Do tell. Um, I, yeah, I did create a post about this month and it did ruffle a few feathers. And I essentially said, your clients don't want another Q&A. And I mean that on twofold. How many times, if we're putting ourselves in the shoes of a client of the programs that we've joined, how many times do we sit on a Q&A call and are bored to tears? We've already been through the curriculum. This person is asking a question that I already know is in module four, lesson one. 
Or this person could have just asked this on Google and now it's taking up the coach's time and I want to hear more interesting conversations and more juicy questions, right? So sometimes as a client on Q&A calls, they're not always the best managed or the best shape. I suppose that's how I like to call it. Like, let's put shape to your calls because it becomes a bit of a free-for-all. It's asking questions that are repetitive, asking questions that have been asked before, asking questions that have been in the community before. And as a client on a Q&A call like that, it can get really boring, disengaging, demotivating. It makes you think, oh, I'm not going to come to another one of these calls. It wasn't that valuable. It wasn't a vibe. From you as the coach perspective, you get frustrated. Oh, I've answered this question in this lesson, or I answered this question on the last coaching call, or I answered this in the Slack channel, or you could have quickly Googled this and not taken my time up. And that's how it can, can feel. And like, you know, you could be honest with yourselves here. This is a very safe space, safe conversation. So you don't want to have those calls where it's the free for all, where you don't know what people are going to come up with, right? You sit there before the call, like, oh, A, is anyone going to show up? B, what sort of questions are they going to ask? Are they going to ask very specific questions to themselves that's going to turn everyone else off? Are they going to ask a question that I won't know the answer to? And then I'll feel like an imposter. Like we're just letting these Q&A calls be like absolute free-for-alls. Whereas I prefer to always think with everything in my programs, does this call community thread, community challenge, part of the curriculum resource bonus, does it get my client closer to the result? So let's throw it back to that example that I gave earlier in the podcast when I was talking about that Instagram course, right? Sign three clients using 30 days of reels. Do they need a Q&A? What's a reel? What's the hashtag? What? No, they do not need a Q&A. What would be great for them to get closer to that result is two types of calls. I'm literally just thinking of this off the top of my head, right? Number one, a reelathon. Like, let's come on a call and use each other as accountability, a bit of body doubling, and spend 30 minutes going around our house, going around our desk, and batching 10 pieces of B-roll content. And then let's come back on the call. We'll play some music. We'll get a fancy drink out. We'll be in our cozies. We can chat in the chat box about Real Housewives and we can sit and edit those reels. Boom. That's got them closer to the result because they've just created 10 pieces of content on one call. They don't have to have six months of coaching calls. They've just got a third of the way to the result in one call versus a Q&A. Example two, it's all about closing clients, right? Have a sales sprint. Okay, I'm going to come on to this call and I'm going to post a reel and we're going to create it together using like a framework, using a formula. And we're going to have like a really salesy kind of pitch in the caption. I'm going to set up a mini chat workshop, essentially a really salesy reel and all sit and post it together and celebrate who gets an inquiry, who gets a sale. Because those people could be getting the result on that call, right? They could have posted that salesy reel and had inquiries coming in, which gets them closer to the result. So do you see how sort of like theming your calls to be more working towards the the promise versus generic hot seating, generic Q&A, generic this? It's going to create a better vibe. Yeah, it's going to be more fun. It's going to be more vibey, but it's also going to get your people closer to the result and quicker so that they don't need six months of support, 12 months of support, on and on and on. And you know what this reminds me of? So in Canada specifically, I know in the States, like university and college tends to be the same thing it's kind of similar verbiage maybe i'm totally ass backwards in canada university is like straight up theory it's a lot more expensive it's longer college is you have placements you workshop it's significantly cheaper and shorter however 
you learn actual physical skills. And what I'm getting here is, and in my eyes, in my humble opinion, I genuinely think college is more valuable because you're doing the work, like you're going to the job and getting actual experience. But for some reason, that's that's the vibe here in Canada. But what I'm getting here is what people are really prioritizing is the theory and just conversations. And they're not actually doing the work in workshops. They're not doing the physical labor, going in, I'm doing in brackets, like the job, right? The doing. You're teaching them how to do it, but what your method is, is the actual doing method, which what does that create? Physical skills, confidence, right? Like you just said, tangible results, which I think is the biggest takeaway there and such a light bulb moment for I'm sure so many listeners. And that kind of leads me into my next question for you is what is in your eyes, the future of courses and programs in the online industry and just education as a whole? Mm. Well, the shift that I'm trying to kind of like pioneer and bring about is a kind of reflection on what we were just saying there is to put my little learning geek hat on for a moment is when you actually look at the psychology of learning, learning is not being told something. And to go into how the brain works really briefly is that we have working memory. And when information comes into our working memory, it either gets committed to remembered or forgotten. So when we're just telling people information, and so we're just answering questions or repeating information or just speaking at people, they either remember it or they forget it. Well, we don't want them to forget it because that's not going to help them get a result. And we don't even really want them to just remember it. Going back to that like lemon drizzle cake example earlier, I don't want to remember how to make a lemon drizzle cake. Oh, it needs eggs, it needs flour, it needs this, it needs that. I want to actually make one. I want to actually stuff it in my mouth and taste it. So learning only happens when action happens, when information goes into the working memory and an action happens with that information, then it gets committed to the learning part of our brain, which means we can do it. We can actually do it again and again and again. So this is the big shift I see in online education is, you know, so many of us have learned how to build courses from marketers, from people who don't know how to teach. They know how to sell. And that's where we've learned how to build our programs, how to build our courses. And what because it's all about sales, it's all about give, 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 just share information, package up what you know. And that's what we've always done, right? But that's tired. People are done. They've had too many of those courses where they only walked away with information. They didn't walk away holding anything, being able to do anything or having a transformation. The only way to get a transformation is to help people take action. So one big shift I'm hoping to see is more of this workshop style, is being able to hold the space in your live programs and also in your pre-recorded programs so that people can action what they're learning, share what they're learning, present what they're learning, get feedback on what they're learning in a really scalable way. That is my thing, but it is all about taking the action for sure. I love it. Yeah. And I just think that's such a shift that and verbiage that people would not only resonate with but deeply crave and i mean you are crushing it right now because that's what you're selling right and people are like holy shit you're right because when you put it like that it only makes sense to dive into it and fix it because people are seeing a huge dip in sales people are seeing the fatigue the kind of rolling their eyes at the industry in some ways because it's like girl been there done that and Mm -hmm. how do you switch that up is your curriculum your marketing what you're actually doing and the root of it is your what you're selling and it just, it's, it causes such an amazing ripple effect. And so I love all of that. And I hope 
for those that are listening, you're taking notes, you have the light bulb moments. And so another brief question here too, is how are you right now or in 2024, how are you serving up kind of fresh, innovative takes and ideas around this? Like what's the doing here for you? Mm -hmm. My thing is all about, especially in 2024, is teaching you how to create those curriculums that will replace you. So it's how to make these curriculums that are super specific, super tangible, super actionable, super robust, and really, really simplified so that your clients can get a massive result without needing you to handhold them. Essentially, you can launch a program, you know, a four-figure high-ticket program where you don't have to offer weekly coaching calls. You don't have to offer a 24-7 community if you don't want to, you know, you can if you want to, because your curriculum does everything for you. That's definitely something I'm focusing on. Another big focus is around messaging. And like you said, people are fatigued. They don't want the wishy-washy, the vagueness. I see so much of a link between your messaging and your curriculum in that the clearer your curriculum is, the clearer your messaging is. The clearer your messaging is, the easier it's going to be to convert people into your courses and programs. So a lot of what I'm working on with my clients at the moment is first getting that curriculum so clear that it can manage itself. People can get the results all by themselves. And then focusing on that messaging to communicate that curriculum so that you don't have to have these exhausting launch periods where you feel like you're begging people to join your program and you feel like you're trying to explain what the transformation is in 500 different ways. You're going to be so clear and it's going to be so obvious why people should join your program. I love it. And again, I'm sure there's so many light bulb moments because people, even coaches, and I'm sure I, I know for a fact you've seen it time and time again. People are on the actual delivery, the coaching service pro and mentors, they're fatigued. They're tired of doing all the calls because they just, they don't know that there's other ways. And here you are preaching about the other ways, which is so literally fresh and innovative. And so I'm so excited about that. And so give us some, give us some insider details on what's coming. How can people, because I know everyone listening is probably like, uh, Vix, I need you in my life like yesterday, five days ago, five months ago. What is upcoming? How can they just like immerse themselves within your world? Yes, I love that. So if you are, you're an established course creator, you've run your programs, you've run your courses, like Tash said, you've hit a bit of that wall, you know, maybe the sales are dipping, launches aren't going as well, you're a bit fatigued with your program, it's taking more energy than you would have liked it to have, and you're like, I need some help to turn this shiz around now, then I do offer curriculum intensives where we get together two hours we dive in on your program. We can either take all of your ideas and create you a really bespoke, unique program from scratch, or I can take what you already have and show you how to rework it, reshape it so that it's more results driven and more innovative. So we can do that in an intensive. So if that's that's for you, if you're like, a, I need to just get this done type person, but then I am launching a program that's coming out in February that's going to be teaching you how to create a program that is I don't like necessarily using the word low lift because I don't want you to ever think you're not serving your clients, but an extremely low touch program from you, aka no handholding, no going above and beyond, no 24-7 in the Slack channel, how to create a program where the curriculum replaces you, where the messaging does all of your heavy lifting for your sales, all of that kind of fun stuff. I'm going to teach some new strategies in there, like how to use AI to do some of the heavy lifting in your programs how to use new softwares and new little tricks that are out there to help support your clients in extremely scalable ways that are not Q&A calls. So if you want to learn that kind of stuff, then yes, I will be opening the waitlist to my program very soon. 
So exciting. And I've seen, you know, the ins and outs of this. I'm working with VIX right now to continue to just make it the best, 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 best program. And so if you guys aren't on the wait list, you gotta be. It's in the show notes by the time this launches. So yeah, hop in the wait list. Make sure you follow VIX as well. And you just stay tapped into even her email list as well. You dropped so many gems there, which I love that you leverage the email marketing. So yeah, I can't rep VIX enough. She's incredible with what she does. The the client results. And I mean, client results. Do you want to touch a little bit on that of like what some of your recent clients have seen and experienced? Because we want to talk about the social proof, right? Or we were talking about it. I'd love for you to kind of big up your results and clients for a brief moment as well before we close off. Yes. So obviously there's all of this chat, isn't there at the moment about how like no one's buying courses, no one's buying programs. One of my clients, Olivia, she is a fashion photographer. We worked together to reshape her curriculum. She has this course called Pitching with Confidence, which is all about pitching for fashion photography jobs. Super niche. You know, she's not overstuffing that. That's a very clear thing that what she teaches because we really helped her zone it down and like zone it in. We included an actionable workshop element in this recent launch called a Pitch-a-thon, where her promise is you'll send 30 pitches and sign X new clients. So we included this thing called a Pitch-a-thon. I think she had, you know, like 20 plus people join it. And everybody on the Pitchathon sent out 10, 20, 30 plus pitches. And during the call, they were getting replies back, booking jobs, booking jobs, booking jobs, inquiries, leads on the call. That happened before the doors of the course even opened, right? And she had usually kind of capped out at sort of enrolling 20, 30 people per launch. This recent launch, she enrolled 70 people. Um, wow actionability the clear curriculum the clear outcome the clear promise and kind of put two fingers up to everyone saying nobody's buying courses at the moment so that's my lovely client olivia i also have a brilliant client called neve who came to me when she was running live versions of her facebook ads program experienced a lot of things that we're talking about here you know needing to handhold clients explain things to clients she reworked her curriculum to be so clear so step by step so robust She's now just recently hit her 150th course member um, and 200. So, yeah. That's incredible. That is incredible. And for those that are listening again, like, I mean, can you imagine having that within your space? And also just, it's a testament to, I speak about this so often as well. And I, I spoke about it actually at the beginning of the year where still people were saying no one's buying, but yet myself and my clients were hitting record breaking sales it really just comes down to your curriculum. It comes down to what the hell you're actually serving up and selling. And then obviously that trickles into your marketing and messaging, right? Because step one is the curriculum and what you're offering. And step two is the messaging and marketing. And when you nail those two things, you're going to crush your sales and you get to just completely blow past what everyone else is saying about the struggle bus. Like you don't, that doesn't have to be your narrative if you rewrite your narrative and curriculum and everything. And so hello, insert Vix to support you there. Again, thank you so much, Vix, for today. It was such a pleasure. And as I said, all of her information, her socials, her wait list, all the goodies are going to be linked in the show notes. So you can just immerse yourself within her world. And I know you're going to want to. So yeah, thank you so much, Vix. This was such, such a pleasure. Yay. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the Tash Talks podcast. My name is Natasha Zorik, and I encourage you to be an audacious leader in both your life and business. If you love tuning in, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and follow along at www.natashazorik.com slash podcast and over on Instagram at natasha.zorik. 
See you soon. 